0: Before we get into this podcast, I'd like to tell you about our good friends over at My Vintage Jersey. They offer a wide variety of quality retro jerseys for a great price. Visit myvintagejersey.com and any order that's above 50 euros gets you free shipping and use code SIXSIDECULTURE for 5% off, which is spelled with the number 6, lowercase i x, capital s, lowercase i d e, capital c, lowercase a l c i o and it's all together. Now let's get into the podcast. welcome back to the 6Side Culture Podcast. I'll be joined by Danny. What's going on, bro? You good?
1: How about you, bro?
0: Yeah, I'm doing well. Italy came away with two dubs uh, in the Nations League against both Poland and Bosnia. They had a friendly against Estonia, where they won 4-0, I believe. So, good outing for the national team. Next year, I think October in 2021, Nations League will be back, Semifinals. So, long way to go before that, but time to focus on the Euros now. So I guess we'll start off the match against Poland. That was a good game. Um yeah, what you think about that match?
1: Yeah, uh so Italy came off with a two nothing win. Um you can even argue that it could have been more. There was so many like they had good chances and this was probably one of their best games of the Nations League. Uh and it was just a really impressive performance by the Azzurri. Uh Jorginho opened the scoring with a penalty. In the twenty seventh minute. And uh, Baradi came in. It was an emotional day for him, uh, playing his uh international football at the Suasolo Stadium, scoring a goal, and he almost assisted Locatelli too, uh, at that stadium. So it would have been like a really good story if uh both Locatelli and Baradi uh got the goals on that day. But Insigne. Uh, you can argue all you want of how poor he's been for the national team uh, as of late. Uh, before this break, but during this break, uh, you can argue that he was part of the best player on the pitch, and he was just incredible. And this is not even my Napoli side talking; it's just a Zuri fan talking. And it was just an incredible performance by Insigne. Uh, Baradi got the goal, so which is really good to see because it feel like I feel like Italy. They're lacking, the one thing that they lack in these end of the show in these games is just the final, in the final third, their finish. And we need a crucial, again, we need a clinical number nine who can come in, who is in form and can score, kind of like they were saying, like a Scalacci or even a a Pardo Rossi type of player. Just get into form and score at the Euros. And if that happens, I think Italy could go far into the Euros and I think they can even potentially win it. That's how good of a side they have. They got quality everywhere they ha- they play. Uh Against Poland, they were the way best side. They held Lewandowski, who you can argue is probably the best striker in Europe. Uh I don't even think he even had a shot. He had a shot on target, but w- which was not even a shot on target. He just had one shot, which was like 40 yards out of frustration. So they held him in check. And it wasn't even, say, the likes of Bonucci and Kelini in the back. It was... Acherbi and Bastoni, who played really well these last two games. Uh, even Emerson as as well. He played really good the last two games. And even this time between Florenzi and, say, when Di Lorenzo played in the second half against Bosnia, they both played really good. Midfield play was incredible. Uh, I can't argue that. Barriela, as much as I hate Inter, he's a star. And... I think, for me, he's probably Italy's best midfielder. and uh, He does everything. He never stops running. He pushes up uh, to get into the box to try and finish, position, uh, to try and finish his ch- like, chances. And he also comes back and helps out on the fence. Uh, and, Enzo, I know you're a big Locatelli fan as well. He's impressive. He's a really good midfielder. And I feel like these two games helped a lot of fans who don't watch him at Swasolo uh, see how, much of, like, how good of a player he is. And it was just an impressive performance by Italy against Poland to get the 2 nothing win. And good things are coming for the Azzurri. Hopefully we have a great squad heading into Euros, because uh, I feel like this year could be a special year for us.
0: Yeah, well said. Yeah, the match against Poland, uh, I want to mention quickly, like you said, uh, Locatelli, uh, he has all the intangibles, in my opinion, to be a great player. He does all the very simple things to the highest level, which to me makes a great player. So, yeah, Locatelli, he's someone that can dictate the pace, switch to the play left, right. At, he dictates everything. So, um, he's kind of like the, not the focal point in the midfield, but um, if they're ever in a tough situation to go back to Locatelli, You can swing it to the left and swing it to the right. And he's a great player. So, yeah, I'm happy about that. Uh, me and Danny both really rate him highly. Also, I want to mention Barella. Like Danny said, Barella is a great player. Probably Italy's best midfielder. The kid can do it all. He can go forward. He can defend. He, he's a ball winner. His shot's pretty good as well. The power at least, the accuracy, Need some work on that, but he's still young, great player, but I, a, I can go on forever here. Uh, Tonali, someone, <laughs> that guy, after seeing our midfield, there's no way Tonali's getting called up no. to the Euros. There's no way.
1: No, and the scary part is, I can even see someone like Castellari get called up over him. No, Which, for sure. I hope so, and, there's going to be a debate, which I think we can talk about this in a later podcast. Who would you rather have in the midfield? And I'm certain I, this is going to be my midfield coming up. I won't say it now, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Don't be even surprised if like, the likes of a guy like Varati doesn't even make our midfield. Don't even be surprised. if he's Maybe if he's healthy and he starts playing more, maybe he can make our midfield. But as of right now, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's very tough. I think it's a great situation to be in to have too many good players to choose from. So, obviously, in the past, we haven't had that. Well Actually, to be honest, in the midfield, he's always been relatively strong. Right now, like Danny said before, we're missing a goal scorer in the middle. Yeah, we Immobile, and I didn't like what Florenzi said at uh, the last international break. He was like, oh, everyone's criticizing him, but he has 36 goals. He has a golden boot, this, that. But it doesn't matter what you do at Lazio if you don't do it for the national team. Nobody's going to care. Him scoring 36 goals for Lazio isn't going to win us the Euro Cup, so who cares? We want to see him perform for the national team. I'm not going to base how good he is um, for the national team based off how he plays for his club. To me, it's two different things. So Belotti, in my opinion, and the facts show it, he's a better striker for the national team national team than Immobile. Even though Belotti himself is poor for the national team, he's better than Immobile. And like Danny said, we need someone in form. I'm hoping throughout the Serie A season, someone like a Scamaca or anyone. Yeah. A, I had a team going to the Euros, kind of yeah. like some hype like Balotelli garnered back, I believe, in
1: 2012. Yeah, they even say like they we need like, they don't need like a guy like Totti or Del Piero. They no. They just no. need like a guy like Scalacci or uh, Paolo Rossi during those tournaments, like the World Cup tournaments, where they were in form heading into the, the World Cup or Euro Cups, they, they were. And they were continuing it at the tournaments. That's what yeah. Italy need. And yeah. don't That's be surprised. Don't be surprised if a guy like Chico Caputo is the guy, or in this case, could be Bolotti because now at least he has a goal. Yes, he misses a lot of chances and he does a lot of uh, stupid mistakes for Italy. But if Bolotti can continue to score for Italy, say, and for Torino, I think he'll start over. Immobile. That's just my opinion. I think Mancini's smart enough. He'll go with the harder foot in this case. The guy who scores heading into the Euros, that's the guy that's going to start for us.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think what sets uh, Belotti aside from Immobile is the fact that when Immobile is on scoring, he's kind of useless with the team. But Belotti continues to press. He's a hard worker. Which yeah, he is draws what I think. a lot of fouls. He draws a lot of fouls. He runs, so... Um Even if he's not scoring, he can still do things elsewhere on the pitch. But Immobile, if he's not scoring, might as well not have him there. He's kind of like a ghost. So that's what right, I think when it comes to the Belotti and Immobile debate. But now, yeah, moving on to the Bosnia match, the one that happened, I believe, what was it, two days ago now, Dan? Or yeah, yesterday? like yesterday.
1: No, two
0: days ago. Was it days ago? Oh, yeah, today's yeah. Friday now. Yeah, we're supposed to record on Thursday. That's why um, I'm all messed up. But, yeah, today's Friday when you guys are hearing it. Today as well. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, on Wednesday, Bosnia match happened. What do you think about that one?
1: Yeah, again, it was for me, I was really impressed with the way... Uh, I didn't like the way Italy started off. Uh, I feel like they they were taking Bosnia a little too easily, and they let Bosnia somewhat get into the match. But Italy's quality prevailed when Insigne, on that two-on-one, oh my... Like I could talk about that ball forever. It was such a... It was an incredible ball, and it's just something Insigne is so capable of doing. Uh, it's just a lot of people say, "Okay, good, he did." I'm happy he did that for Italy. Now he's got to continue doing it, which I agree. He's got to be more consistent for Italy. The way Insigne played that ball to Bolotti, and Bolotti, don't get me wrong, he finished it nicely, but how I was it? I was I wasn't too impressed with the finish as well, but. Insignia got the assist on the Bolotti goal which I think that's a boost for Bolotti. That's going to help him with his confidence and vice versa with Insignia too. The way he played during this Nation League break I think he continued to play like this against clubs uh, like teams like Spain, France, Germany, Portugal maybe our group, even our group games. I think Italy's attack could be a lot better than what they were a few months ago. And it was just an impressive performance. Once again, Locatelli, really impressive in this game. Bariello, really good, beautiful ball to Insignia to set up that assist uh, for uh, Bolotti, and then also in, or, and also that ball to Insignia where he took a really nice touch and got so unlucky and he hit the post. It's just it was just a well performance game by Italy. Uh, for me, I was impressed a lot with how. Palmieri played and how Locatelli played. And give the kid credit too, I was impressed with Bastoni. There was one time he got caught out. That was just him, uh, just a rookie mistake, you can call it. But overall, he looked so solid in the back with a turvy. And the commentators made me laugh. And You can even agree with this. When they said Bastoni looks like the young Maldini, I even laughed. (laughs) I laughed. I go, yeah. Okay. Oh, I remember that. I go, I go, I get they're not trying to call him the next Maldini. They're just saying, like, how the confidence is there, how well he's been playing, which I agree. I, I'm a huge fan of Bastoni, and I really think he could start in this Azzurri side, which it showed. Uh, we don't need a guy like Chiellini to play. I think Bastoni is good enough to start for Italy, and who even knows if those guys, Calini, is going to be at the Euros because of his injury history? Uh, so if he can't make it, I'm a really huge, I'm a huge fan of Bastoni a lot, and I feel like he's just a confidence player, and he's just a really good centre back to have for the Azzurri and to for also Inter as well. Uh, overall, it's just a really good match from Italy. Uh, they could easily score maybe two or three, maybe four in this game, like three or four goals in this game, even. Five as well uh it was just a real real dominance performance by Italy and just to give Bosnia a little credit too they didn't have guys like Jekyll uh up top so it was kind of hard to replace like that quality up there for them uh so but they played Italy hard I give them a lot of credit they had nothing to play for but they still gave Italy a little fight so shout out to them for just at least not giving up and just going into like the shell, they're trying to defend. They played really good. And I think heading into the Euros and the, to also the Nation League semifinals, I think Italy's going to have a lot of confidence, uh, coming up. And it's just they're going to be a scary side to look out for once they get those confidence. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking on that match quick, uh, one sec. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. So speaking on that match quick. I think uh, Insignia, like Danny mentioned, he impressed me. He stepped up. Italy really needed a leader, and Insignia was that leader. Because when I saw uh, his COVID cases and injuries, I was like, oh, my, we have no leader on the pitch. Who's it going to be? It could have been Al Charaoui, even though um, he hasn't played in the biggest matches for Italy. He's been there for a while now, and he's played in big matches in general when it comes to Champions League, Serie A, big games, all that. So I thought maybe Al Charaoui, but obviously wasn't going to start. And I was really hoping Insigne would be the guy because he's kind of inconsistent, like you mentioned, Danny, for Italy. But as of late, including the last break and now, he's been phenomenal, especially this one. And his passing has improved a lot. I don't know if it's just him having more confidence because he's the leader. Because I feel like when he's captain Napoli, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think when he's captain Napoli and when he's captain for Italy, or not necessarily captain, but when he's out there, he seems more confident for Italy and he tries more... I'm not sure what it is. He cuts in and he plays a pass and usually Napoli will take that shot all day. Yeah. And the one that stood out for me was the pass to I believe it was Berardi for the second goal in the first match. Yeah. That pass was phenomenal. He did it twice. He, did he played it twice. It to, one for
1: Balotelli?
0: Yeah, for Belotti.
1: And I think he got the assist uh, for Berardi's. No, it was Locatelli's for this one. But the one he passed, there was a pass he gave uh, Balotelli in this game. It was yeah. really nice. Really yeah, nice. Yeah, that was get, really nice, too. Chipped it beautifully. Uh, and there was a given goal he had with, I'm pretty sure it was Bernadeschi. He gave mm-hmm. it to Bernadeschi. Bernadeschi gave it back, and Insigne, I think, gave it back. And then, the, like it was something like that. But even a play like that, it's just like, it's nice. To, it's great to see Insigne play with confidence now. And even on Napoli, too. He's been, ever since Napoli's Gattuso came back, and he switched... It back to the 4-3-3, you can see insignia's confidence growing and growing as the games go on, and which is really good to see. There's sometimes that you go, what the hell is he doing when he's taking those stupid shots? And there was a few times, that really, he did that. But it's confidence builder. Sometimes those stupid shots that they take, it's just confidence. Like, come on, guys, let's go. Let's get, get back into the match. Let's get our heads going. And stuff like that can change the team. And it's just, yeah... For me, you got to give a lot of credit to the players too. They were playing for Mancini, you can say. Mancini wasn't there if you guys don't know due to uh, him being uh, tested positive for COVID. And Ivani did a really good job. Uh, you got to give him credit too, and it's like it's
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Like,
1: he did a really good job. And I feel like you could talk all you want about Italy playing well, but you can also talk about how well coached they are. I feel like... Under, uh, when we had that, oh my god, I'm going to throw up saying his name, Ventura, I would, there was no players with confidence no more. Like, I feel like that game against Sweden, I think everyone just lost confidence and they couldn't perform well.
0: Yeah, and you can see uh the mentality this team has because they're missing their captain, they're missing uh their manager, and they still come out and do this, and... Uh, they're being managed on FaceTime, uh, I can guarantee you in the locker room at halftime, but, <laughs> and before the match, but it was cool to see, uh, I don't know if you guys saw that, if you're listening now, but we posted on Instagram uh, the video of Mancini greeting the team after the win against, uh, Bosnia on FaceTime. It was so cool to see. So, yeah,
1: you can tell they have
0: a connection with the coach.
1: And one thing too that went under the radar, which I love a lot. Like it's just, it's not, it doesn't affect, uh, just like the outcome of the match, but it just improves the team chemistry. When players were coming on and coming off the pitch, you can hear the bench of Italy. When Balotti came on, uh, came off, everyone was clapping. They go Gallo, Gallo, like and they yeah, were the like, yelling. Yeah. And then when Calabria came in, everyone was clapping. And then I don't know who was it. You can hear one of the players yelling at the team: Pass to Calabria! Pass to Calabria! And then when they passed it to uh, Calabria, since Calabria came in in the 93rd minute, which she only played, I think like less than 45 seconds or something. And then when they passed it to Calabria, the whole bench started clapping, which is, I think it's a really cool scene. To, like it's a really cool scene because they're putting their differences aside from club just to be one nation. Which, if you want to be the most successful nation, that's what you have to do. You have to have good locker chemistry good chemistry with the guys and uh, just little things like that show how good of a chemistry that these players have with each other
0: yeah i think it one of those nations that really puts uh their club rivalry aside for the better of italy because you don't really see much conflict obviously with Balotelli, but other than him talking crap about his own teammates like killing that whole thing that happened about a year ago uh, other than that you don't really see that too often so and it's good to see that italians every, uh, put everything aside for the better of their country and they're all working for the same thing at the end of the day so that was great to see and yeah it really sums up our uh, international break they did well everyone performed yeah. well
1: and no just real a quick critiques. shout out yeah a quick shout out to also the italy 21 uh who qualified for the one oh, yes, yeah. year old championship of course. i watched the last few games that were on tv i watched them both and I can say there's a few players that I'm looking out for for the national team down the line. Uh, Scamaca kept scoring. It seems like every post we have, he was in it because he was a good goal scorer. Guys like Fratez, impressed me a lot. Uh, Pobega played really well uh, for the Italy against Luxembourg. And also the captain, Gabilla, uh, who plays for Milan, played really well these last few games. So there's a few players uh, to look out for for the future, but Give Paulo Nicolato a lot of credit. Uh, he took this team from Di Biaggio. took the, his core from the under-20s, and they look like a good side. They look like a good team to look out for. And they got some players that can play, even potentially for the national team in the next three to four years.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, to top off this podcast, let me make a short one today. Obviously, there really isn't too much to talk about. But I'm going to swing it back to Danny for Napoli-Milan this weekend. Big Mm -hmm. game for both teams. So, Danny, what do you think about that one heading into it?
1: You know what? The more I think of it, the more, like, I'm I'm probably going to be nervous watching the game because it's a huge match. It's two top teams going at it, and both teams are playing really well this year. And I feel like Napoli could pull off the win Uh, if those who don't know – Ossiman will miss the game due to his shoulder injury. Uh, it's most likely confirmed at this point. Ospina uh, has returned to training, so there's a good chance that he could potentially start. Huge size out because of COVID. Romani just got tested positive for COVID-19, so he, he wasn't even going to play against Milan because he suffered an injury as well. But, and also Milan missing layout. I feel like this match could end in a tie. Again, like it seems like all the time that Napoli and Milan play, it's a tie. Uh, but I also can see a Napoli 2-1 uh, victory uh, could happen. It's going to be interesting to see who we start up top. I'm hearing a lot of like reports that we might go with Mertens up top and then maybe s- switch it to a 4-3-3 three, three just for this game. Or maybe put Batania and then we do a 4-2-3-1. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this match. I'm hoping Napoli can come out with a 2-1 no, uh, win. And I'm, I'm thinking that could happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if this game ends in a tie, which it seems like it always does when we play Milan in, in the, uh, first, in the, in the league.
0: Yeah, well said. Obviously as a Roma fan, I prefer a tie. So hopefully you guys can get a 0-0 draw, 1-1, whatever it is. But yeah, it's going to be a good game. ebra has been in great form this whole year. And uh, I think all is going to be a big loss. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, someone I think is going to be a big difference maker is Liao. That kid is phenomenal. Like, every time I watch him, I just get more impressed and impressed and impressed. That kid can do it all. From his dribbling to passing, the shooting, his mentality. And uh, him and Ibra seem to have, like, a, a bond going on. So, it's great to see. Yeah, Ibra probably on the his. PS5 as well. So <laughs> uh, Yeah. Uh, Ibra, if you're listening, uh, we both don't have a PS5 yet. So, if you want to, you know, hit us up. Yeah. yeah.
1: You're, yeah, you're we, the line, Ibra. You can... uh send the ps5s our way
0: yeah we'll take them uh open hands so you won't
1: have to pay for shipping because they'll pay for it for you because you're eager. that's why
0: yeah, exactly there you go <laughs> yeah we had some other topics we're going to bring up uh regarding juve and the captaincy but i think it's best we leave that for french when he's uh, next on right now he's just out he wasn't able to make this one but yeah. he'll be back next week for the podcast uh, yeah, if there's any guests you guys wants to get on, let us know. Uh, send it to our social media, at 6 College on both Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And shout out to uh, well, Danny, your friend, uh, yep. Danny So for uh, helping us with edits. Danny, want to talk about him a little bit?
1: Yeah, so he's a really good guy, really awesome guy. He's done a lot for like me with edits and stuff. And he's just a really fun person to interact with, so... We're going to leave his uh, Twitters, both his Twitters. Uh, he started an account that's called No Place Like Napoli, and it's just like account that covers Napoli. If you're a Napoli fan, please go follow it. Uh, he's doing a lot. He's doing a few edits for us this week and throughout the future as well. Uh, he's such an amazing like, it's, – it's incredible the work he does, especially for the age he's at, and he's only going to get better. So please, guys, just from us, follow him. Uh, he's an awesome guy. You'll like him too, and yeah, he's not, he's gonna do. He's doing a phenomenal job with edits and stuff. We just posted one, uh, posted an edit that he made for us on our Instagram and also our Twitter at Six Psych and it's really good, guys. Uh, so I would like just to say thank you to him. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, you're just such a such a nice guy. Uh, it's an honor talking with you all the time, and. Yeah, so just please go follow We'll put the link, uh, to, like, the, not the link, his ads in the description below. And we'll also tweet it out when, uh, we put this up. So that's all I got to say, ends. If you want to take it from here, go yeah. ahead.
0: Yeah, I'll cap this off real quick. Yes. Yeah, so once again, yeah, thank you from all of us at Six Side, uh, Dan for helping us out. Go check out No Place Like Napoli, like Danny mentioned. And yeah, we're going to top it off here. We'll be back next week. And yeah, ciao got to
1: Y'all guys.